welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, community. This is Parker. I want to tell you about a new series exclusively about paint correction. So if you want to hear tips, techniques, and trends on paint correction, tune in weekly to the Paint Assassin's Hour. Okay, enjoy the episode. Ah. All right, recording is ready. Meeting is streaming. All right, we good to go? All right, let's go three. Two, one. Hi, welcome to another edition of Helping Young Detailers. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm with Total Auto Solutions. You can find me on Instagram at Total Auto Solutions. Find me on Facebook at Total Auto Solutions. Best way to get in touch with me, though, is send me a text, 918-800-1188. I have a guest with me today. His name is Nick. Nick owns a company called Vegas Rides. He's been doing mobile detailing now, 10 plus years with that company, but uh, over 20 years in the industry. Nick can be reached at uh, Vegas.Rides, or sorry, at Vegas Rides on Instagram, uh, most platforms, or shoot him an email. Vegas.Rides. Oh, it is (laughs) Vegas.Rides? My bad. Yeah. I I totally messed that one up. My bad. Uh, (laughs) uh, But you can find him uh, at Nick at Vegas.Rides. No, Vega, oh. I messed that all completely up. Hey. I think they've got enough of the episodes. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they go back. Yeah. To My bad, Let's man. Let's go ahead. We'll uh, roll. I messed that up completely. All right, Nick, <laughs> we're talking today. Um, we Well, let's see. I got an email, uh, a little text message email platform that we have uh, and was approached by a daily driver, somebody that owned a vehicle and was asked, uh, you know, hey, I've got a detailer trying to sell me a five-year coding. And wanted to know if I was being wanted. They wanted to know my opinion on if they were being scammed. So thought it would be a very interesting talk since we have, uh, you know, we've we've mentioned before that there's been a ceramic coating scam going through the industry over the past years. You know, I'm sure other people have been asked the questions. Well, do you really believe in five years? Hey, should you yeah. put a five year coating on? The price tag has got to be shocking for a lot of daily drivers, which initiates that initial doubt, disbelief, and uh, questioning all the way to the extent of finding then a, uh, you know, somebody that that sells coatings and asking them what they believe. So, Nick, you know, do you think this is part of the, we've already said that burst, that bubble's going to happen. You think, you think maybe this is initial layouts of starting to see the burst, uh, daily drivers are starting to really question it? Well, I I think, it's not just a bubble. It's, you know, you have a lot of people that when they see claims being made that, that these five-year coding companies tend to make, can't be scratched, can set it on fire, never have to wash it. You know, uh, smart consumers are going to question it. We just now have more information in the system. So I think for a lot of consumers, they're starting to maybe talk to a coworker, to a friend, uh, hear things about five-year coatings and, you know, sooner or later they're going to put together. It's not for them. And apparently uh, some are doing it. So, you know, he, he asked me my opinion and, 
you know, I walked through some stuff with him and, and a lot of it was, you know, what was he expecting? How was he going to maintain his vehicle? What was he really looking to achieve out of it? And uh, hopefully he got his answers, but I thought that yeah. it might be a great time to give some education to detailers. You know, what's the proper ways? How, how should a detailer then sell coatings? You know, what, what level should they go up to? Should they go ahead and get those big ticket items if somebody's asking yeah. for it? You know, should they not? You know, these are these are big questions that not necessarily we can answer for every single person listening. But listen, there's there's got to be some questions and got to be some concerns because listen, all many people, how many are losing sales, right? How yeah. many are losing a lot of their local market share because they don't know how to sell a ceramic coating? Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to a theory that we've put in the system before and, and some of our episodes, you should always believe in what you're doing, you know, not just follow along. And so if you look at our story with five-year coatings, I was a beta tester for a lot of the early coatings that companies were putting into the market. The next thing about those coatings were they were all basically five years. You had to chisel them off a car, very difficult to work with. How and long even ago as the, was this? You know what, Mario? I knew you were going to ask. I, I want to say it was probably like 2012 or 2013, 2011, maybe. Yeah. Could have been all the way back to 2010. Yeah, I would say 14 uh, was probably the year that maybe 13, the first year that I, I yeah, I'm going to go 13 was the first year. Yeah. That I so I think it was, it was, you know, those years start to run a little bit. But I, for us, I think that was about the time. Uh, and then as it advanced, and you even got to 14 and 15, uh, Five-year coatings weren't the easiest to work with. Some had a wet towel application with, you know, three other towels and all this crazy stuff. But what ended up happening is as we got more five-year coatings on cars uh, of our customers, real life, not, not on the internet, we actually were experiencing them. We were not having a great customer experience. And what, what I mean by that is the, the coating is going to get marred, right? Like something's going to happen, towel marks, stuff like that. You're going to have things happen to the coating. Contamination levels are going to go up. Then the coating's not going to act right. And so we started to see some things happen. All right. So you're maintaining these cars weekly to bi-weekly. And yep. we were told, all right, I mean, the dominant force, all the big early movers, all the big early players, their big marketing, multi-layer coating, big ticket pricing, and that you would never see it scratch. You would never see it mar. They no. would even bang cigarette lighters on the car to say that it's not exactly. going to work. Like now they're burning cars. You know, it's, right. it's, it's an interesting scam. Uh, right. So from a maintenance side, and you're seeing these cars on a regular basis, yeah. you yourself and your guys marred the coatings? Yeah. Well, what happened is, is that, you know, from if you touch a car enough, you're going to see little towel marks and little things, no matter how good your process is. And I know but people it's a nine age. They got like these yeah. things where they like yeah. hit on it and they, well, not, not only that, don't remember, you know, people need to also realize this. Some of the coatings are sticky. They're not actually super slick, right? You know, that not every coating is super slick. So as you started to work through that coating and started to work through the coating, work through the coating, you know, your towel would grab, you know, you'd be three, four, five weeks down the road. The coating was still pretty sticky. Uh, you know, we, you had a lot of things going on in this market. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think we need to go down that rabbit hole, but here was the case for us. I just didn't see the great customer experience day to day. I saw a lot of headache for five straight years. If something would happen to the car, let's say the car got water spots. 
okay, which was huge. You know, we still see coatings getting water spots now, but co water spots were prevalent when coatings 14, 15, as the five-year market started to take off. They just couldn't figure out how to keep it from water spotting. Well, then I have to maybe introduce a polisher to the car. Now I don't know how much coating I've removed. I don't know if the coating is still there. There's no way to measure it. You'd reapply it. Sometimes the, the, the coating would get rejected and we'd have a ton of customers call us and say, I went to so-and-so detailing. This coating looks bad. I would say, what happened? Well, I got water spots and he reapplied coating after polishing. Well, guess what? He didn't remove all the coating. So now the coating rejected itself. And so you had all of these major issues that you were trying to battle through for five straight years. And on, on a practical level, why even do that if you don't have to? If you can have good quality ceramic on the surface every day, year over year, why do you need the five-year coating? We have really great one-year to 18-month coatings. We have really great 18 to 36-month coatings. So as we started to test in the real world, not actually listening to somebody on the internet, we just saw the five-year coating not being a great fit for very many cars. And so when we talk to detailers about selling these, I go back to, I wouldn't actually put them on my own cars. And that's my whole theory. If I wouldn't put a five-year coating on my car, why would I put it on a customer's car? Because I thought the experience just sucked. It wasn't good. And it wasn't good for the customer. Forget my guys and forget me and forget maintaining it. Forget all that. It was a headache for the consumer. And it's still largely a headache. We get a ton of calls from certified installed uh, coatings now where people want to have them taken off the car. I mean, I get, I probably get, well, recently here's one that we had a very reputable detailer here. Who's with one of the major brands, put the coating on coating installation looks to be fine, but it just keeps getting contaminated. They still have the crunchy bits. Well, they never talked to this gentleman about how important maintenance was on the coating. And so every so often he, touches his car or, or sprays water on the car and sees that the hydrophobic properties aren't there. And he's like, well, I, I liked it better when I had wax. I liked it better when I had a sealant. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to go that far back. You just have to go to a better coating experience for that particular customer, which we ended up doing. We did a coating removal, which turned out to be fairly easy, which made me think that the coating wasn't all that great from that brand at the time. And we reapplied a one-year coating and just told him, hey, look, man, maintain the vehicle with us. He's going to get on our maintenance plan. That's going to be handled at the end of one year. We'll do a very, 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 very quick one-step polish. We'll reapply the one-year ceramic. And he's going to have perfect ceramic on his car year over year over year, always having new ceramic applied, not trying to battle the old worn-out ceramic in year three, four, and five. So I just find it was a better fit for him. That's what I do on my own vehicles uh, is, is, is a one-year ceramic. I don't like the experience of the five-year ceramic. Uh, but, you know, it's been a major theme throughout the industry to do it. And we don't have to be, you know, continue to beat that horse. Uh, there might be a big change as we've already seen from some companies start pushing different products now because suddenly yeah. it's moving to where we're headed. Uh Suddenly there's a, a shift, which is continues to be interesting, but good for them to uh, navigate through uh, the changing waters. Those changing waters, though, have brought many detailers questioning and started to see 
maybe they should offer something different. Like you're calling it a different experience for their customers. Hmm. Instead of trying to always hit so high, instead of always trying to beat somebody over the head to get that two grand because you know what, mama needs to go shopping or I need that new flat screen. You know, the theory of building a business over regular touching of a car, regular seeing the customer, steady growth, and then using ceramics to help that, that's probably a much more viable position for detailers moving into uh, the next series uh, in a sense of where we're going to be in an economy. So I don't know if that's a, it's probably a season is probably what I was going to say, not series. The next yeah. season of the economy, some of us are definitely going into winter. Uh, we, we wait for those times when the warm weather hits again, we'll see more people. But definitely in these moments, how do we sell a coating to a customer, right? Yeah. Because while whether or not whatever brand we use, if you want to still hit somebody for the five year, we don't want you to. So let's just think about that one, two, three year mark, somewhere in that, that sweet spot but let's get really practical on how a detailer could sell yeah. a coating to a customer. And I guess, first of all, they have to believe it, right? Yeah, you have to believe it. You And, and you now you got to start pre-qualifying that customer, right? And so you had a customer email you. That's how the conversation started with a big bunch of confusion because he had a normal daily driver that he just wanted protected. And so immediately it sounded like a fraud to him because you know, maybe he was driving a Nissan or maybe he was driving a Range Rover that he's going to trade in every two years or whatever the car may be for him. It didn't make sense for somebody to say, protect this car for five years. And so that detailer never pre-qualified this gentleman, right? He never actually asked the guy or as we suggested before, how about just doing a consultation where you actually see the vehicle for you mobile guys, go visit that person sell them on the spot, book another appointment to actually perform the services. Well, he might have done that. Hmm. So that detailer just might have believed in the five year and is just, he's just dominant set on selling a five year. Uh, But it doesn't make sense to the consumer. There's going to be very few consumers that it makes sense to not saying there's none. There are going to be that those percentage that want the five year, they're going to fight you tooth and nail and say, I want the five year coding because they read something on the internet. Okay. And they bought into the car being set on fire and they want you to put that coating on. But let's talk about practical advice for the guys out there trying to sell more coatings. You pre-qualify the gentleman. Is it a daily driver? Is it an exotic that's not going to move very much? Is it a show car? What if it's a collectible? Uh, we deal in collectibles. We don't put ceramic coatings on extremely collectible cars. I can't take the risk of actually damaging very valuable paint. So this is part of the qualification. What is this car for this customer? And guess what? That means you have to have a conversation. And so as you're having that conversation, maybe the gentleman pulls up, you look at the car and let's go through a scenario. The car's a beat up daily driver. So A, you know, the gentleman is not really bought in on keeping his car very well. He maybe read something on Google that said, protect your car with a ceramic coating. So he got invested in it. Now, he is not a car guy coming to your shop or your detail uh, or your mobile unit. And now you're having to have a conversation with yourself pre, pre-talking to him. I got to somehow correct this paint. Maybe not two stage, but I got to get the dead paint off there. I got to do at least a quick one step. Okay, I got to fit that into the budget. 
a five-year coding is going to be a nightmare for this guy because he's not really bought in on maintenance. So where do I have in the six-month ceramic or nine-month ceramic or maybe a three-year ceramic? But now I got to get the guy, if I do a, a multi-year ceramic, I got to get the guy bought in on maintenance that he's not already bought in on because his car isn't in great shape. And so what happens is guys go in with a preconceived notion. Instead of qualifying the person and talking to the person, they just have a, a script that they were taught. Hey, Marty, here's our coding. Here's a ba 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 ba. And they don't ever say that John and Susie and Steve, they're all different. And they're going to bring you all different cars. One has a collectible, one has an exotic, one has a beat up daily driver. Those three people don't fit into the same category in my experience. And so one of the things that people largely don't understand in the coding world is I got to have and start building a relationship with what is going to work for that customer standing in front of me. And too many guys go in with preconceived notions of this is what's best for my business is selling this big ticket item and not what's best for John, the consumer. And all of a sudden you're down a pipe that you, you really can't win. Hey, this is Parker, and I'm popping in to invite you for a beer on the live community pub, Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. That's a live community pub, Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. Come on, you can have just one, can't you? All right, so how do we pre-qualify how do we ask what types of questions should we ask somebody so that we know and here's 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 why right here's yep. for those of you that know sales cool this will be a, a replay for those of you who don't understand sales you've never taken a sales class or you haven't sat down and listened yep. to a sales program what nick is saying is pre-qualify is the best way to sell somebody is to lead them in the direction that best fits their needs right? That's a different form of sales. That's my belief. That's Nick's belief. That's other people's belief versus the scam belief, which is you have to get a minimum ticket price. You have to hit them for this much. You have to do correction and you have to do all this, right? That's different than asking the customer some questions to yeah. understand their needs and where they're at so that you can have the best solution for them, right? So Nick, what type of questions do you ask? Well, actually, I ask one of the most simple questions. We're standing there. I'm looking at the car. I've already got in my head after 20 years of detailing cars exactly what fits this car, okay? Because I've done it enough times that it's very easy for me to see, you know, cares for it, doesn't care for it. What's the interior look like? You know, I can learn a lot. Is there trash everywhere? I can start to make assumptions with the car in front of me. I'm not doing this on the phone, by the way. That's a much different conversation. So let's talk about qualifying somebody in person because I think that's more realistic when you're selling a coding. And so I'm going to ask, you know, Marty, what's most important to you? I'm looking at your car. I'm very glad that, that you came to meet me today. Can you tell me what's most important about your car to you? What is the most important detailing service to you? I mean, somebody might say right to your face, they called you about a coating. I really want my carpet shampooed. That, that happens all the time. Yeah, that's true. Okay. 
So now I can start to gather information. And let's say they say, hey, look, you know, I, I went on Google and I saw this cool video of this coding, which happens, okay? Uh, that's how people get sold every day. And I really want to do it for my car. I say, great. What video did you watch? A lot of times they can remember. As soon as I know what co company it is, I know what video usually they watched. And I would say, oh, man, those videos are really cool, Marty. That's a really cool video when they set the car on fire. Let me kind of tell you the truth about coding so we can kind of get on the same page and I can make sure that you have the best experience you can have. You have a uh, 2010 Range Rover here. It looks like uh, you'd like to have it detailed. You'd like to have a coding applied. What I see, dot, 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 dot. And I would start walking through. I'm not going to take a, a, a 2010 Range Rover that somebody likes to drive daily and say, let's do a three-stage correction and a five-year coding. Because All right. what about a 2018? What about a 2016? Okay, let's let's talk about a 2020. Okay, what about, How about a that? Marty, you just bought it. Hey, what's the most important thing to you? Oh, I'd like to protect my car for when I own it. Great. How long do you normally own cars, Marty? Oh, I trade them in every two years. Terrific. I'm really happy to hear that because we got a great option for you. We have a two-year coding. I'd like to give you a quick one-step polish on this and a two-year coding application. It's going to fit you. The car is going to be protected. After we apply our coding, Marty, what do you think about us maintaining the vehicle? Because where we find success with people is if we actually come out after applying the coding and maintain the vehicle weekly at your office or home, whatever is more convenient for you. And so what happens is a lot of people would see a 2020 Range Rover and immediately think that person can afford a five-year coding. But am I doing them justice if the guy just told me I trade mine in every two years? I would say no. No, common sense says no. Now, if that gentleman happens to love a five-year coding and says to me, hey, look, man, I know it doesn't make sense to you, but I really want a five-year coding because I want the best and I always buy the best for my cars. Terrific. I can make that happen for him, but I'm also going to tell him the facts. Hey, we'll put the five-year coding on. I do think the two years is a little bit better for you because I think this coding works a little better for what you need, but we will gladly put it on. I want to make you aware of some of the issues we run into with this coding and I move on with my life and do what he says. But I would never present the five-year if somebody owns their car for 24 months at a time. And you look at a lot of my customers. My customers went from, I would see cars for five and six years that now in the past decade, I'd be lucky if I ever see the third year with any car. That's the other part of it. We've seen the consumer change. And so I see a lot of guys that go in and we want to get people out of the preconceived notion. Okay. First, understand your belief system, not the belief system of the coding company that you're working with. What is your belief system? What are you seeing in the real world when you put on the five-year coding? Are you seeing a great customer experience? If you are, terrific. Stay with it. But my definition of great customer experience might be different than yours. And daily drivers don't tend to do better with longer codings. They tend to do better when I can reapply codings more often. That's when we see the benefit. And so, again, talking to consumers is something we really don't talk about very much for some reason in our industry. We just talk about what's best for them. 
well, this is what's best for the consumer. If they would just listen to me, you've heard that before. And it's not true, true at all, because most people are so off base with their opinions. One, maybe because they haven't been doing something for very long that, you know, I was off on my opinions when I first started, I didn't know any better. Um, as you get experience, you start to know a little bit better. Or what about the experienced guy that just wants to ring people up for 25, 3000, 5000 a clip, and then doesn't understand why his business or her business isn't growing the way that it should. And you and I, Marty, know a lot of people that supposedly had a shop, did nothing but high-end paint correction and coding, five-year codings, and all of a sudden they're not around anymore. And so you got to really kind of balance what's right for the consumer, your belief system, and what's right for your business. And that is really a balancing act. Yeah. And there's definitely been, you know, in the trainings that we've been to the pubs that we've been, we've had, you know, there's a guy that's been on the pub that said, you know, he was doing a great maintenance style business, but then went to a training and came back and boy, he couldn't sell anything because he was trying to hit people up so high and people, but he thought he might have a coating sold later in the week and he might have one next week. Yeah. And again, to me, that is what to me is. Yeah, yeah that's on. where I was going to go. No, 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 that's where I was going to go. So yeah. that's what to me is has been so crazy is that there's this division between either you're into maintenance or you're into coatings. And I've never understood why there had to be two, right? If if you're into maintenance, you're missing a shit ton of money if you're not going to sell coatings. So if you're mobile, and this has been my big deal for mobile detailers, listen, if you're a mobile detailer, these are the things you should be doing because you might not ever see this window again where you could sell, which we said that over the past years is the best time ever to be a detailer. Like literally people were spending money to pay detailers to do whatever. And especially the summer, every single detailer almost said, man, I don't know. I was getting money out of everywhere. <laughs> yep. Right. So it's been so good that if you're mobile, you can't miss out on the opportunity of selling a coating. If you're new in a shop setting, you can't miss out on the opportunity of selling a coating. So it's it's not that you shouldn't do coatings, you should only do maintenance. On the flip side, if you're a coating dominant, right? Which there's plenty of them over that the years that have been, we, you know, we don't have to beat that yep. horse either, right? Great. I mean, the amount of money they've been able to produce, incredible. It's it's really amazing. There, there's just never been an opportunity for people to do that. We couldn't sell that much in sealants, right? So to be able to take a product and to be able to flip that amount of money off of a product, boy, I mean, it really, it really is a, a, a yeah. cool feat. Now, I just personally, after being in the business too for 18 plus years, being mobile, being in a car wash setting, then moving over into detailing and providing chemicals, uh, listen, customer retention is really one of the most predominant themes I think has been through. I still have mobile customers from 2003 that we just serviced this past weekend. So to be able to take something long-term, right? Even though you've been able to sell coding so predominant, but you got a long lifespan, hopefully, you can't just get all these customers in just for one night stands for only so long, right? There's only so many times that you can swipe right. Trust me. I know I keep getting that little setting that says, Hey, you swiped right enough, you know, change your, you know, maybe you got to open up your mileage or something, you know, maybe I was too picky, but you know, I run out of those, the the bumblebees pretty quick. So, (laughs) you know, you you can only swipe right for so long and eventually that, 
that, that, and I don't mean next year, right? We don't mean in two years, but hopefully you're in business 20 plus. Yeah. Right. So in order to do that, if you like what you're doing as a business owner, you enjoy detailing, we want you to be doing it for decades, not just for yeah. another year. So to only stay in this side and never go over to maintenance, you can only one night stand so long. And well, I think do, that's you know, been the, the big the vice curiosity versa. Yeah, the big, the big thing for me, and you're right. Um, one of you know, and I'll kind of finish with this. This is how we work our coding business. So we want to give practical practical advice here. Uh, we don't apply a coding unless you sign up for our maintenance. Period. Yeah. Because here, because here's the the end result of somebody spending money on a coding. I see it all the time. Somebody puts on their Instagram story, I have so-and-so, uh, Johnny bought a coating. We did a one-step and a coating. Look at the car, sent him home with chemicals. And all I hear is like uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. If Johnny knew how to do sophisticated maintenance, they could have applied the coating because coatings are, aren't like they were 10 years ago. They're fairly straightforward to apply. So why couldn't he have applied the coating? If he's so great at washing and maintaining and really doing high-end maintenance on his car, he could have applied the coating himself. And so you're setting a customer up for failure. And that's something we don't do in my business, period, end of story. If you want to get a coating on your car, we're going to stand behind the coating. We're going to warranty the coating for however long we say it's going to last. I don't care if it's a year-long coating or a three-year-long coating. We warranty it through our business, not through the coating company, okay? That is not anything I get involved in. Because again, you saw the, the holes in that warranty business for detailers and they would try to make a warranty claim. So I got out of that business. We'll warranty the coating, but we'll warranty it when we're, you're on our maintenance plan. And so we set the customer up for success and we make sure they understand that coatings are only as successful as the maintenance after application. Okay. Coatings aren't just magically successful the whole year. If it just sits under a, a tree with sap falling on the car, the coating's not going to do well. And so what happens is we've had some fabrications in the coating business, not only with the, the, it doesn't scratch and forget all that stuff, that stuff, no detailer should believe that. And if you believe that you're probably not listening to us. So let's move on from that. But the coating company has lied about maintaining the vehicle. The coating meaning, well, your car will stay clean longer. Okay, it may look clean, but now you have contaminants getting inside the coating. And if I leave them on there too long, they become bonded contaminants. And now the coating doesn't act the way it should. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, things start to happen. And so the big lie for coatings and detailers is don't buy into the no maintenance part. You should be building your business from start to finish handling everything you can for your customer. That's reasonable. I don't go, don't go into dent repair because that's really, you know, it's a different business, but you know what I'm saying? When it comes to detailing, you should be polishing, applying the coating, maintaining the coating and maintaining, maintaining the coating isn't every six months. That's utter BS. We all know it's BS. And so for those detailers, some chemical providers who detail uh, that we won't mention here, have the belief system of, well, they come back every six months. Okay. I can tell you this, if the customer only comes back every six months, that coding is trashed. And so I think a great way to be and build your business out there. My last piece of advice is 
go start to finish. Okay. If you do that, apply it and maintain it. That's smart business to just apply it and wave as they go away and hope everything works out. I think is kind of what you're referencing with the one night stand. There's really no reason to do that. We have every way to provide an end to end solution now for customers. And once again, this is, if you want to grow your business, you want to do it long-term. Yep. You know, no doubt, no doubt. I appreciate you uh, mentioning specifically probably who we're talking to and who we're not. You know, that's another way of, of saying, you know, hey, listen, we get it that there's people that uh, listen that aren't trying to run a business and are trying to grow a business. So this definitely was more directed to those that are running a business and want to see it grow long term steady throughout. Uh, and by the way, the guy that emailed you, the guy that emailed you, we, this actually applies to you as well. I know you'll probably be listening because this will go right across your desk. No coding is successful if you don't maintain it. So. Make sure that you understand if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a weekend guy, hey, I realize most of the information today wasn't for you, but maintaining your coding will give you success with your coding. So let's add that in there for the guys that have stuck around that probably are some DIYers and some garage warriors. Uh, you got to maintain the hell out of a coding, probably more than a non-coded car, in my opinion. Cool. Nick, thanks as always for your time. Some great information uh, for detailers wanting to get out there and sell coatings. First of all, you need to believe which one, right? Believe in what terms you want. Believe it and put it on your vehicle. Believe it and maintain it. Do all the stuff that you would do for your customer. Do it on yours and really truly believe in what you're going to do and sell. That's the number one way to help sell. We always love, hey, here's the number one. Well, here's the number one. Believe in what you sell and it will really help you sell. All right, number two, definitely have to bring them in long-term into your business. Please don't one-night stand them. Please set up a strategy, right? Please don't just be maintenance, also sell coatings. Please don't just be a coating installer also sell maintenance together. That's the hybrid model, which we've talked about before in our different series. So really great discussion, Nick. Thank you as always for your time. And uh, I hope everybody has a great night and uh, enjoy the day. Talk soon, brother. Thanks, Nick. Okay. Episode is over. If you got any value from it, leave us a review, share the episode and find us on TikTok. It would mean the world to me. Ooh.